Hello and welcome to This Our Jolly Domino, a podcast in the form of a challenge. The challenge being, is it possible to make a more up its own arse podcast than two men in their 50s talking about music that nobody heard 30 years ago? I'm Giles and this is my more technically adept brother, Stephen. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Oh, lovely. So uh, the idea is uh, that each episode we listen to three tracks and discuss the merits or, or otherwise of the music that we recorded in an earlier life. Mm. And then at the end, we're going to decide if any of them are worthy to be included in a purely theoretical best of compilation tape. Told you it was going to be up, up its own arse. It's niche. It's pretty niche, right? <clears throat> Do you remember that uh, Ren and Stimpy episode where he goes inside his belly button? No. Do you not Carry remember that oh, well, Stimpy climbs inside his own belly button? Okay. And uh, it's, it's great. It gets really psychedelic. You need to watch it. Okay. And that's the model for this podcast. Okay. That's what's happening here. Okay. <laughs> it is none more niche. Yeah. So what golden nugget from the past have you got for us first, Steve? Well, in this episode, you have chosen two songs that we recorded a long time ago. And the first one you've chosen is a song called Who Is It? Question mark. This was recorded round about June 1995, finished in January 1996. I mean, this song didn't take five months, but... <laughs> We recorded all, a lot of our material in batches when either we were home from university or things like that. This, I think this was probably after we'd, we'd both finished university. We were probably yeah. both living at home then. So well, there's no excuse, still, really. We were kind of basically adults. We were basically adults, but we were still living with our parents and uh, living in our parents' house in <laughs> a place called Ilkeston in Derbyshire where our next-door neighbours were, well, one of them was profoundly deaf and his wife was just incredibly easygoing. So we would set up... <laughs> I, was worried, I was worried what you could say there. She, she was. She was it must have been incredibly easygoing. I, I basically had the four-track studio and amplifiers and drum kits set up in my bedroom, which was on an adjoining wall with their house. And I probably wasn't working during this period, or I might have been working in a shop for a bit. Yeah. But and, that's what yeah. that's kind of what I did. I was living at home. I was looking for work. And I probably I probably had a routine where I would get up in the morning, go to the library, look at the job pages. Not very hard. Not very hard. Come back. Probably apply for a job. <laughs> Okay, you're painting a, painting a wonderful picture here, Steve. Yeah, but this is what happened. And and then I would, as you say, fire up the four track and record some golden nuggets. And, and this is one of them. This is a song called Who Is It?
So just stop it there, Steve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good start. So, in terms of music, what are you thinking here? What were you thinking? What was what's the influence behind this particular piece of music, do you think, Steve? What were you going for? I've got no idea. Right, probably better say, this piece of music, I recorded all the music and presented it to you as a finished thing. You did. And you did the vocals on top. So I think one of the things I liked doing at this point, I used to use a, is it a capo or a capo? I, I say capo. I think it's a capo. There you go. It's a capo. And I used to put it on the 12th fret. Yeah. And so the electric guitar, the capo is on the 12th fret. Yeah. And the acoustic guitar is probably in drop D tuning. And that was it. We didn't have a bass guitar. So I probably made a little guitar bit up, recorded it with a click track. But one thing I do remember about recording this particular track is I recorded the drums by moving them onto the landing. That's cool. But but look, I want to talk about that in a minute, but I want okay. you to tell me, like, what, what were we get? We were kind of in the kind of, we're going for like pavement sort of thing then, do you think? That's, that's undeniable. You know, we were, if you want to go back into prehistory, then, you know, we were in a band who had some interest from a Norwich-based indie label called Wild Club Records. And they paid for us to record an album uh, on the strength of some demos that we'd recorded. And then we recorded that album and then nothing really happened with it. And I think by the time we were doing this sort of music, we kind of lost interest in that kind of thing. We were into into things like Pavement, like you said, and Palace Brothers and people recording in their houses and recording in their houses with their mates. So there was a thing that mm. with it, wasn't it? We, we, we were kind of part of a thing in that respect, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the guitar is kind of reminds me of that sort of thing, pavement. Mm. And, the, and then in a, when the drums come in, yeah, they've definitely got that kind of vibe. Mm. Anyway, we'll play it, carry on. Uh, but what do you think the numbers are saying? What, what numbers? Just start the music again from that point. Oh. You've lost me completely. You'll get it when we get when the lyrics start. Oh, the numbers! Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> I never took any notice of your lyrics. <laughs> Let's stop it. Stop it there. Again, if that's okay. There's no way you'd hit those notes in that chorus. Can, can we? Can we just say uh, that, that? Well, I think first off, I think musically it's quite nice. 
It's right? lovely. Don't you think? I think the music, yeah. musically, that's pretty nice. I like that. And my voice cannot do that anymore. That was high. Did you speed up the tape or something? No, 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 because I think you might have recorded the vocals on your own. Oh, maybe I slowed down the tape. I don't think you did. I don't think <laughs> did, you... Did the old ABBA trick. There's quite a few of these songs yeah. where your voice is really quite high. That's good. I, I kind of like it. I'm like at the top of my range, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it's a pretty narrow range anyway. Mm. Lyric analysis time. Okay, so what is going... Who am I singing to there? What is going on, right? I think you're singing to yourself. I, I think it, you're thinking, I think you probably, 95. <laughs> God, I don't know, whereabouts were you at in 95? I don't know. I, don't, I really can't remember. I, I wasn't in any kind of romantic engagement of any kind, I believe. I don't think mm. I had any girlfriend at that point. You know, I was probably singing to somebody... I think partly some of it's about someone that I probably fancied. And then, yeah, I think you're right. I'm sort of, it's kind of like, it's like, it's like a love song to myself. Right? <laughs> and you're trying to figure out who you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really and, like- uh, but I tell you what, there's a line there though. Oh my God, there's a line. It's like a chat up line, a really bad chat up line. When you've been on the shelf too long, then you should get reduced. That's like toxic masculinity right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're desperate, you can come to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's like um oh it's like the um One Direction song. Uh, you don't know you you don't know you're beautiful. Yeah. I'm, exactly. the, one, I'm the only one yeah. who actually appreciates yeah, exactly. what you're like. Exactly. I, I, I think that was me that was the chat line right there. Anyway, there's a there's a there's a good bit in between the verses, I remember. And I sort of do a bit of I've got a bit of Otis Redding Live in Europe kind of vibe going that I've got a bit of Ugh! thing going yes. on there. Yeah. Right? I don't know whether that's to cover up a mistake or what, but I did it. Yeah, and, because and, the drums kind of yeah. pop in as well in a ridiculous sort of way. Yeah, and then the second verse is terrible. Oh, I like it. Oh, man, it's terrible. It's like, oh, I've written a verse. Uh, it's good. But now the, prob- the, the problem is I've now got to write a second verse. You see, I like that thing and, about, uh, uh, yeah, I know all about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stalker. lyrics. But I, I like that thing about, I made a folder, you and your psychic pet, your house when it's colder, your dad like a boulder, the chip on your shoulder. I just like the sound of the words. Well, I don't I think did, yeah, I mean, I could think of some people whose dads were like boulders, definitely, and people with psychic pets. And, n- numerous girlfriends. Uh, uh, anyway. Should we carry it on? Yes, we can try. That's a terrible line. Good God. Hit me now. Hit me now. Show you just which way 
was getting tired by the time we were rolling around to the end of that song. Oh, you can yeah. hear the drums just getting tired. I'm tired. I get a bit tired listening to it. <laughs> well, well, I'm so glad you chose it. <laughs> no, it's like it, there is a kind of a bit of a thing at the end. You kind of like you dig, dig. It's like a bit of a rush to the end there. And musically, I like it. Yeah. Anyway, what's the next song that we're going to listen to? Okay, well, this is my choice, isn't it? Um, and this is a song uh, called Vision Cube. And this is a classic example of I've got half a morning before I have to go to, I think I probably was working in a retail environment by this point. And obviously my shift's about to start. I've got a morning. I'm going to write a song. And this song is about a minute and a half long. Yeah, and this is this is like a total retail environment song because I was working in a retail environment too, and that's what the lyrics are about. Because um, I was working for a uh, a well known retailer of newspapers, books, and pens, beloved of parents and grandparents. Yeah, you, you think of the colour brown when you think of the shop, <laughs> and yeah, I was working there, and part of the training was about the vision, the vision for the shop and working in the shop. So it was all stuff about, you know, smiling at people when they're like arseholes to you uh, or, you know, um, knowing the best types of pens and things like that. So like with different visions, there were like six different visions, right? And it was presented to us as a vision cube, a vision cube, right? And the vision cube, I mean, the, the sound of a vision cube sounds quite good, right? The word vision cube, that sounds like cool, wow. It was actually a piece of cardboard that folded into a cube with with bad sub-emoji kind of icons on it. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, and we had to keep the vision cube. And anyway, it came with this uh, this kind of statement. We were given it, and we were given this training and the statement. And I think I read the statement out at the start of the song, so that's what I'm that's what I'm saying at the start of the song. I'm reading this verbatim the, the piece of information that I was given by this training. Yeah, it kind of works. It's it's a bit of a power pop sort of thing going on, really. Uh, what's the influence musically with this one, do you think? I just wanted to record something loud. I think that was it. I thought, you know, because we recorded a lot of stuff acoustically, and I thought, let's try and record something a bit loud. I mean, there's a drum machine on it probably a bit sort of Green Day-ish, something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, there's bass, guitar, and also, as mentioned on the previous track, the capo is on the 12th fret for the second verse. Yeah. The weird guitar yeah. sound and also on the fade is yeah. it's the 12th fret. This is the, it's the beautiful 12th fret. I think this is one that you've got high hopes for including into the uh, to the theoretical mixtape of Greatest Hits. But the thing greatest, is, well, what, but, oh, sorry, not Greatest Hits. Best of. Best, but there is. <laughs> That's there, not the Greatest Hits. But there already is one. You, see, you seem to be forgetting. There is a the best of the shithouse masters. Well, okay, but this is this is for the sake of the podcast, right? Okay. Let's, before we get before we get into the mythology of the unknown band, okay. right? <laughs> for the sake of the podcast, we're potentially going to include this into the annals of Johnny Domino history. Absolutely. Right. And you've got high hopes for this one, I feel. I think you think this one's a bit of quality. All I know is when I recorded it, it's very, very short, and I played it a lot. I played the music a lot. Yeah. Because I was very pleased with myself. You can probably hear a bit of smugness coming out in the music. <laughs> Whatever your job is, you 
can help by making sure you understand the vision and then by applying it to what you do. Keep your vision cue handy to remind you what the vision is about. Particularly like the the middle class football fan <laughs> line of rock and roll is here to stay, and I for one I'm glad it's here. <laughs> I, I, I just think that was great. I love, I love it too. Mm. I think it's nice that one. I like that. That was good. That was a good one. I don't mind listening to that. I like the, uh, the the guitar sound is great. The um, it's like a sort of a guitar solo that sounds a bit like a saxophone. Well, that's that's the twelfth fret again. But by that point, I'd stomped on the pedal. Yeah, no, it sounds cool. It mm. sounds cool. Poignant, poignant. Yeah. I would say poignant, poignant sax like solo. But is yeah. it? It's it's like pre emo stuff, isn't it? Oh, it's probably yeah. It's a bit of that. It's probably a bit of Weezer in it as well. We invented Weezer. Emo. We invented no, we didn't. We just we just rode it whatever we could. Yeah. I did like that. It's a good song. It's a good song. Okay. Okay. Very nice. I, I think I, I think we both agreed that that one is pretty an okay one. It's pretty Thank good. goodness. Thank good you've included that. Um okay. especially so because we're talking about the next one. The next one is one that I've probably not listened well, you know, this is one that I've not listened to for at least well, certainly over 25 years. Well, we recorded it in September 93, or like it's summer 1993, yeah. and you probably haven't listened to it since then. No, I don't think so. But the title's interesting, right? We could talk about that. And the music is the kind of bass line that only I could have written. I don't think you did. <laughs> I don't think you did. I think... Are you really going to take credit? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you see, now... Because this is like... Yeah, but in yeah. my... Right, in my memory, right. Okay. The history of the band. Okay. We, <laughs> as I say, we were we were in this band and the year after we recorded all these album tracks for album, an album that never came out, a friend of ours who was the drummer in the band, Brian... He was in an indie pop band called Peru, and they had been offered a split seven-inch single with a band called Mary Queen of Scots with the Wah label. And 
in order to record it, Mary Queen of Scots said, you can borrow my four-track recorder. Now, I was the only one in our little tribe who knew how to use a four-track recorder. So I said, I'll record it. And we had it in our house for a month. Mm. And in that month, we decided, well, we'll record some songs as well. In fact, I think Brian's Brian left his acoustic guitar in our house. So that's the one that I use on the first load of Johnny Dominant songs that we recorded. And your girlfriend of the time, Abigail, was is on this track and she's playing the bass. Oh, right, okay. I'm positive it's her playing the bass. You think? It's it's just it's it's sloppy. In a kind of a nice way. And I think she might have even made it up. Okay. Well, I think we're going to, I'm going to go with that because I like that story. I'm pretty sure it is. It could have been me. At that time, you, you guys were both working at the local theme park uh, near to where we used to live called the American Adventure. I was working in the supermarket stacking shelves. I think we'll talk about the American Adventure another time. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to say about that. There's a lot to say about the American Adventure. There's a lot to say about the American accent. Anyway, let's 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 not ruin the uh, the joy of this, right? Let's let's let the song ruin itself. Let, let, let's let it rip, and maybe we can maybe stop it at, at key points if we need. Okay. Okay, stop it. Stop, 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 stop. So. What kind of accent was that? That was an American accent. Was it? Was it? Was, is there, can you be more specific than that? Do you think? No, I don't think you could be either at no. the time, and that's the problem no. with it. Yeah, I mean, what do we think? This is, this is a discussion point. Okay, what do we think about people adopting American accents in in rock and roll music? I'm not a fan of it. You know, you know, um, Mick Jagger did it. Not a fan of Mick Jagger. Bit of a bombshell there, Steve. Come on, the the whole of the Rolling Stones back catalogue. Come on. Well, I'm sure when he hears this podcast, as he will, (laughs) as he he surely will, I'll I'll have a chat with him. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought I didn't know you were kind of so hardline with the uh, with the anti-cultural appropriation. (laughs) This is when I was trying to figure out how I would want to sing. So I was like playing around with an American accent. Yeah. Uh, not a very good one. So it's a bit weird. <laughs> it's, a bit weird. it's weird. And this is, uh, so I'm weird. This song is called I'm Weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. So anyway, there's some peculiar singing. But yeah, you know, that bass line. Yeah, it's sloppy. I like it. I quite like the sound of that bass. Mm. What other instrumentation is going on there? Well, I play a bit of acoustic guitar on it. Mm-hmm. There may be some shakers that were applied afterwards, mm-hmm. but I think everything is being recorded at once, probably mm-hmm. using a microphone that we borrowed off someone else. There was a microphone that had two, it was like a stereo mic. So we probably just stuck that in the middle of the room and recorded that. And then there might be a bit of percussion coming up later. And then there's some backwards speaking. Oh, that's the bit I really like. Let's get to that. I really like okay, it. Let's go. When I was 
Therapy. I think we could just stop it at this point, really. <laughs> the, be- the best bit's already happened, right? Okay. I mean, I mean, because like, the, the, I really like the, the sounds, though, in that chorus bit. I think that's cool. I think what we did, we must have taken a leaf out of the Twin Peaks playbook. Yeah, yeah. And we figured out, as best as we possibly could, how to say, I'm weird, backwards, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. recorded it backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least call it. I like it. I like the sound of that. It reminds me of the buttholes a bit. It's a bit of that. And I think mm. I'm in that annoying, I play the guitar sort of way. I'm playing guitar when we're recording the backwards vocals as well. Oh, yeah, there's some that little speedy kind of sound going on. Yeah, there. it's just... Yeah, yeah. My mama, my mama. What did your mama say to you? <laughs> my mama. I don't know. I wasn't aware I had a mama. Well, I don't think she was aware that she was a mama either. There you go. I don't, I'm, I'm undecided whether we play the rest of the song. It's just, I don't know. I'll leave that to you. Yeah. I'll... Should we finish it? Is there some more weird sounds? For the sake of completeness, for the recording, let's do it. Okay. When did you have your teeth removed? Bless her, she really threw her heart into doing uh, that. You know what? You know, I didn't, I completely forgot that that was Abigail, right? I, and I, we may mention her in the future, I guess. She fell out with me. As we all do. As, we, As all we all do. Last time I contacted her, I think I may have made a sarcastic comment about the private school that she was working at. Okay. We might not want to include that information. Why not? Because. She's not around to argue. Maybe we should get her involved. <laughs> Maybe we should. Let's get, let's get her on the call. She's not going to hear. Get her on the phone now. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, they wear um, stripy uniforms. All right. Okay. They wear stripy uniforms. So you think they're like um, a barbershop quartet? It, yeah, it's that kind mm. of school. 
Nice. I don't know. I think I referred to it as Hogwarts. <laughs> that was not good. No. Anyway, yeah. I'm weird. The thing about when, when somebody says they're weird, it's kind of like, <laughs> you're, you're not. <laughs> you know, there's a bit of that with that yeah. song. It's like yeah. you, it was. It was a thing, though, wasn't it? Like thinking back to how things were back then, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was a thing to sort of set yourself apart and mm. say that like, I'm, I'm, I'm not like normal people. I'm weird. Not like you squares. I'm not like you squares. Whereas I don't think people do that so much anymore. No. Well, we wouldn't know. We, we, I mean, we're, we're full-time squares. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe the kids yeah, are still maybe. doing that. Who knows? Maybe they can let us know. Okay, so we've heard our three beautiful songs from the past. We now need to decide just to finish off which which one of those three songs, Steve, mm. do you think we, we should include in our theoretical mixtape? I think there's a lot to be said for... There's, no, there's a lot to be said for who is it because I I, yeah. I, I, I like the sound of it. Yeah. You've got a problem with the words and I can pick up what you're saying. I think the least controversial option, <laughs> which is yeah. obviously what you want with the mixtape, yeah. is probably Vision Cube because I think so. musically it's good and lyrics, you're okay with the lyrics still. I'm weird. I enjoyed listening to it again. I'm not going to be rushing back to listen to it in future. No. So we're going to go with Vision Cube as our winner for this episode. Well, it's been uh, it's been very nice. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, we might do it again, eh? Let's do it. Mm-hmm.